0: All right, folks, we are live and it is my unbelievable pleasure to uh, interview somebody today that I have watched longer than I have been on YouTube myself. My wife and I have watched the amazing Miss Blair White through her entire transition, and it is like truly a privilege uh, to have you on. I'm, I'm very excited about this. I just wanted to state one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you like right now. You have always kind of like stood on your own, and I'm sure you've taken hate from left the left and the right. But in the last three years, an opportunity arose for you uh, as a trans woman. You could have used this as an opportunity to really just elevate yourself to like and be pushed and elevated to uh, the ridiculous standards of of how the, how they're going. And instead of uh, instead of doing that, you have taken the harder road uh, and gone against uh basically uh the, the the incredible push for trans ideology and i just wanted to get your take on that like i i was so impressed like your balenciaga video by the way i i was just i mean i could tell it was very you and real and i one of the things i love about it is that like that's money <laughs> like i mean that's money money you know like yeah. so <laughs> it was, it was um, an
1: expensive video
0: What, I can't imagine, like that's thousands and thousands of dollars. What, uh, Like, I really really am impressed with it, but what made you choose to just start speaking out? You could have even just kept quiet and money would have probably come your way, you know?
1: Well, you know, from the earliest point of my transition, I realized that a lot of uh, the stuff surrounding transness was actually an ideology um that there was something real at the core which was this thing called gender dysphoria this thing which i now prefer to say transsexual it's an actual you know diagnosis right. um you know that that was the core of what's real but that surrounding it was a lot of bullshit. um yes. so much bullshit that i'm actually shocked that there aren't more people like me that get into it and understand that there's so much, you know, and the reason I like your content, by the way, um, and I've seen a lot of your stuff on Twitter and I've seen a lot of the nice things you said to me about me, which, you know, I I don't do a lot of podcasts because I just don't like people, but I like you. Uh, but yeah, but you, um, there's a lot of parallels in the fat acceptance, uh, community with the trans community. And that's something I say on my podcast all the time, which is like, Man, it's so hard not to just swap one or two words and have the exact same sentence with um, the amount of lies that are told that are purported to be for the happiness or the mental health or the, you know, joy of the people involved in that community, but actually cause the exact opposite. Um, and so right before I started my medical transition, I started going to uh, these like trans support groups. And I was hoping like, they would have some sort of like camaraderie that was like healthy and that you know Mm -hmm. i would find like like like-minded people that were going to help me and it was a joke it was a bunch of you know ideologues and far leftists and this Mm -hmm. was like 20 2015 uh so it was before it even got that bad right like even a lot of the Mm -hmm. stuff they're saying back then would be considered you know not you know far now but anyways um i realized very quickly that i didn't want any part of that but that's even with sifting through all the bullshit, I was still left with this thing called gender dysphoria. I was still left with, you know, this mental disorder that was crippling my life. And, uh, you know, before I transitioned, I was kind of a piece of shit. Like I, you know, I wasn't like a bad person, but I had no direction in life. I didn't know what I was doing. I, you know, I did never do hard drugs, but I drank a lot. Um, I partied and I just, I didn't know who I was or what I was doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that to me, is the difference between if transitioning is right for you or not, for which I believe it's right for a very small amount of people. Um, is that, does your life go get better afterwards or does it get worse? And that's going to be the answer for me, my life skyrocketed immediately. Um, immediately I became, you know, a productive member of society and all these people in the support groups that were, you know, doing all the buzz kill or the buzzkill Freudian slip, the buzz points, the talking point, <laughs> uh, the buzzword. sorry. Um, yeah. they were and are still very miserable. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, the whole like trans women are women and that's where we end the sentence as if there's no other nuance, as if there's nothing else to be said about that. I realized immediately that was bullshit. Um, that even if I transitioned fully and transitioned, uh, successfully that even the most, you know, liberal mind would tell you that I'm still at least somewhat different than a woman. Right. And that was right. common sense to me. And I never needed that to be anything but that for my own clarity or happiness or whatever. Um, it, it was a lot of like, you know, talking about how this is transphobic and that's transphobic. And I realized like, but that's
0: not.
1: Right. So like, I just replied very quickly.
0: You know, the and you point out some good things because where you deviate from uh from the current you know ideology is that you recognize that there's a difference between a woman and a trans woman it's one of the things that I'm i sure. like it's like by the way i had no doubt you would either like i like i hadn't even got your take on it because the first time i heard it I'm like that's fucking crazy what does blair say yeah. you know what i mean like because it's very, it's different. Just, it's very, it's very different i also find it just like because i'm a, I kind of like my adhd causes me to deep think how insulting is it to you that you are have taken years and steps in transition to try to transition to, to, you know, appear and live as a woman as you clearly do that they're trying to say there's no difference now. Like I, I, my, my thought was like, and you, this is one of the reasons, one of the things I wanted to ask you. My thought is when you want to transition to, uh, to be the other sex, it's because you respect what that sex like goes through and is and you identify more with it Mm -hmm. to just kind of try to erase it I just found to be incredibly like the non-binary bullshit too I find it to be incredibly disrespectful to trans people such as yourself like actual trans people
1: yeah that's why you know as much as people say how can you you know be on the political right as if my thoughts on like the rest of the world has anything to do with like trans. Like I I could see if maybe like my singular issue was trans issues, then maybe I'd feel not so at home on the right, but it's like, I'm also pro-free speech and 2A and limited taxation, limited government, uh, views on immigration and foreign policy. It's like to pretend as if trans is the end all be all of what builds a person's political perspective is stupid. Mm. Uh, But yes, to what you said though, Um, It is insulting, um, I think, to women and to trans people to insinuate that there is no difference and this is why, yeah, there can be a lot of jerks on the right that want to end the conversation with just saying, you know, trans women are all fucking men, but I find it equally as ignorant to say trans, trans women are women because both of those talking points shut down the possibility of having an actual conversation about the trans experience which no one's sitting here trying to say that there are a third gender, a third sex. There are two genders, there are two sexes. However, it's definitely somewhat of a third category of life. And I think that, like, to pretend as though it's not, you have to have either no understanding of trans people, maybe you've never met one, or you... I, it's, just, it's just so stuck to your ideology that you can't see it. But the way in which I interact with the world has many parallels with women. I see very much in common with women, especially considering, you know, I transitioned, I've been, you know, walking through the world perceived as a woman for now like eight years. And it's like that just builds. yeah, not 30 years, I'm 29. So it's, a, a, you know, minority of my lifespan, but that's right. not nothing. And that's me living as an adult and me understanding um, a lot about women because I'm perceived as one. Um, and a lot about men as well, having switched how I'm perceived. But anyways, uh, it shuts down any real conversation about what it is to be trans and the differences. And I find beauty in the differences. I don't find um, a an inferiority in the differences. Uh, you know, the men who I date and are attracted to me are not the same as every other woman. My life is different, you know. Again, mm-hmm. there can be many parallels, but I like to have real conversations, and so I find that the whole trans women or women thing shuts it down, and in the case of trans people who actually transition, I mm-hmm. find the whole trans women or men conversation to also shut it down, because biologically, absolutely, it's true. However, to pretend as if I'm walking through the world and everyone's treating me like a man, I mean, I'm sorry. I know that would be more convenient for those on the right who want to act like that's the true, and you know, they'll say he, him on Twitter and shit, but I haven't gotten to he, him since the Bush administration. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just not my actual life. And and that's the other thing about, um, I'll just say this one thing and then I want to shut up and let you ask another question. I feel like I'm ranting, but-
0: No, please talk all you fucking okay. want. Okay, please do.
1: That's the other thing is that there's such a separation for me um, between trans discourse online and like real life. Uh, so that's what's really hard to navigate is, you know, having done this for seven years now um i've found that it's difficult to try to convey the real life part to people online because a lot of people are terminally online and a lot of people had never met a trans person and so their only scope they're looking through is dylan fucking mulvaney and that's a joke <laughs> so that, while, while we're on him
0: i heard you like i heard you actually say like like you really believe he's trans I changed my mind though. Okay. You did? I didn't I didn't know because I just I fucking don't. Like I I don't I I just absolutely don't. I think with the one of the one of the last engagements you and I had online where I was I was you you answered a question I had, like, why hasn't he gotten some laser removal surgery on his face? It's not like he had like I grow a beard, like like a beard beard, right? It's not like he even grew he even and I excuse me, I I hope it doesn't insult you, but I refer to him as a him because I think he's faking. I do too. okay. Now I do but I Yeah. But I would like, and I always say this all the time, like I'll, I'll, I will refer to you how you, to people, how they present, you know, like I would, I don't even think I could force myself to use male pronouns for you because it's hardwired that you are, you know, you present as a woman, you're a trans woman, like you have transitioned. I don't even think I could force myself to, because it's not done out of disrespect for me. I actually think by me referring to Dylan as a man, it shows respect to women because he's clearly making a mockery of womanhood. You know, yeah, and of, okay. and of, and for you. And I also just wanted to add this: if Bud Light would have called you and had you and asked you to be on the fucking can, would you have done? it?
1: I'll take the money. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I don't drink Bud Light. Don't get me wrong. Never have. Never will. <laughs> I don't. I, I drink vodka. I don't do the bloat. However, yeah, I'll take the money. Uh, an interesting point you brought up. Um, what people? This is another um, case of people who only their only perspective of trans shit is being online and real life, is that there's a utilitarian aspect to pronouns. I think pronouns have been so politicized that like people are just sticking to you, I'll always say this or I'll always say that, and they completely either intentionally or unintentionally disregard the reality of life, which is that when you see someone and they're in the room, mm-hmm. they're first of all a physical appearance and an energy that you experience in everyone around you. And you have an instinctual um, urge to use a certain word. It's not even a thought process. It's literally just a snap judgment your brain makes based on secondary sex characteristics. Yep. And regardless of the biological sex with the person, if they meet a certain criteria of sex characteristics that in your brain adds up a certain way, and again, this is not even conscious, you're going to use that pronoun. So that's what that's the reality of pronouns. And that's what the left doesn't get as well, is right. that you're never gonna get people to say Z-zer babe. You're never going to get people to say they, them. Maybe you'll get some people to say they, them because now people are scared to even say he or she because everyone's so sensitive. So I could even see some people saying they, them for everyone now because they're just scared to misgender someone. But the reality is pronouns are utilitarian. So the left trying to turn them into um, like a value judgment or a slur is stupid. And then people on the right who are like, I don't care who it is. I'll always say this. It's like you'll say what your brain tells you to say in the moment that's how it works um mm. because again i haven't heard a he since the bush administration and that's not because i have to force anyone to do that that's not because i have requested that's not because i enter a room with a little pronoun pain like all these cringe people it's because mm. that's just what i've done to my body and that's also the energy i give like yeah you you it is you, what pre- I mean. you, pres- you present as a woman 100% and
0: that's i i I always had this thing, like people get very upset when I, cause I refuse to do they, them. I just, I just won't do it. Like you yeah. like, you can be, you can be transitioning to one. You can be one or the other, but I'm not going to do they, them. It's just yeah. not happening. But, uh, you know, the, I've never been misgendered. I'm going to be 52 years old here, here <laughs> soon. And I have not once ever been misgendered in my life. And if they would, like if somebody would misgender me, and this is something I actually applaud about you, I would just kind of laugh it off. Like, I mean, you you clearly know, you like, you, uh, n- nobody would be able to tell. Like, I mean, n- nobody. And I, one, I applaud you on it, but two, I think it's just because this, it's what you said earlier that I think is striking. It's your energy. Uh, and that is one thing I find completely different about you than even other people that have done the work you've done, but have done it like almost for like, the it's almost fi- like to get famous being trans now, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. And I find that to be a little crazy because they still give off. If it's not masculine energy, it's kind of like some creepy shit. And that's one of the things we're going to talk yeah. about here soon too, is like, how upsetting is it for you? Like the LGBT community, for those of you that aren't aware, it's been around for a lot longer than what most people think. When Since Blair was a, a young child and I was already a fucking adult. That's how much older I, because she could be my daughter. But, um, and I would be, I would be perfectly happy with that, by the way. <laughs> I, I would. But... um. You know, the the thing is the LGBT community has been around a long time and a lot of a lot of people in the community have worked to just be like, hey, just leave us alone so we can live our lives. And one of the biggest stigmas that was thrown at them to in order to try to stifle the uh, lesbian and gay and trans uh, trans community uh, 20 years ago was the label of pedophile, of pedophile, like the absolute absolute label, like, well, you're in this community. You must be a pedophile. Right. And. Like the friends I have that are in the community that I've had for many, many, many years. Um, because the other thing, too, people, this has been kind of this was settled before 2020, pretty much. Elton John's famous for a fucking reason, people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like like half of Hollywood is gay. And when we yeah. fucking and we've known it for a long time, it's not like this wasn't mostly fucking settled. It was just being It's like like you said, it's being used as a utilitarian tool. Right. People be but, fucking gay. Like there's just fucking gay people. <laughs> I made mean, fucking crazy i live in florida and uh like people are like the, the whole don't say gay shit i'm like the country line dance bar i go to is connected yeah not even it's not even a second building it's not even a separate building it's connected to a drag queen bingo bar like it's so accepted down here it's crazy but uh how horrible is it for somebody that's in the community has done, you've done a lot for the LGBT movement, like a lot. And this it, it kind of disgusts me that they're turning on you now to a certain degree, but how, how horrific is it to watch the the very quick dissolving of all the work that was done to remove the idea of being LGBT means you're a pedophile to now it's very much associated because they're going after children.
1: It's uh, very devastating Um, not necessarily on a personal level because none of those misconceptions, um, I could ever see being applied to me in my personal life with my friends and my family and just the way I am in the world. However, uh, it's very upsetting. And to piggyback of what you said about how like the country line bar is connected to the Jack poker bar or whatever it's like, that's because people's people or maybe, maybe you're going to disagree with me on this, but I think most people are inherently good and conflict averse in the mm-hmm. sense of most people just want to get through their effing day, live their mm-hmm. life, not getting a fistfight on the street, not getting some argument, not have to think too hard about bathrooms, about pronouns, about how we fit people into certain you know groups. Most people just want to be cohesive and like live. And that's the issue with what the trans community in particular has become is that... That is not their agenda at all. Cohesion, mm-hmm. you know, integration—that is the opposite of what they want. Um, in many ways, they want domination. Uh, they want um, the access to things that they want, and they will not take anything less. Um, and what a lot of people on the right—and just I guess sometimes I get caught up in like right and left—and there's also just like a lot of people that don't have any of that perspective, which is like their right. People. Uh, um, so that's, that's, that's me actually I'm not a writer yeah. left. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just like in my political commentator mode, so I'm like speaking my whatever but um, you know I think that what a lot of people don't know about the trans community because again it's only kind of recently in the past like five six years became such a thing that everyone knows about and it's every headline And so that's most people's introduction but what most people don't know is that we actually used to be, very strict about separating ourselves from cross-dressers, from mm-hmm. perverts, from mm-hmm. people who were like, I'm gender fluid. There was a time when people were like, no, I'm a transsexual and that's different, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Different. So mm-hmm. you that have this, you know, desire to dress up in things because that's a sexual kink for you, sir, mm-hmm. you are not a transsexual I am. That's what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there used to be an emphasis on like, if you're trans, then you transition. Like, Mm -hmm. so there used to be just different emphasis on things and now it's the opposite, but it's because partly the explosion of social media. And I would say 90% of people who claim trans on the internet are not um, because they've made it such an umbrella term that it really can encompass anything. I guarantee Mm -hmm. you, if you scrolled through enough theory about what trans is, you could diagnose yourself as trans. Right and you're just a right. fucking dude. So, yeah. um, so now we have. Can I can I go really deep for a second?
0: Go. I mean, that's that, right. Anything so, you want to say?
1: So this is this is another thing that often is above a lot of people's heads, but it's a conversation that at some point does need to be had. It's mm-hmm. just that we're not quite there yet, but we're going to take it there today. Let's do it. Um, have you heard of AGP and HSTS? I have not. Okay, so. This is the idea um, by Ray Blanchard, who is a professor and a thought leader and kind of in the early days was figuring out the trans stuff and like, what is this? Um, And basically the idea is there's two categories of trans. There's AGP and HSTS. AGP are males who are attracted to women who transition for a fetish, for a kink, you know, they want to become women so they can be with women as women and it's a whole sexual thing. And then there's HSTS, which is homosexual, transsexual, which is a biological male who through, you know, maybe it's feminization in the womb. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's nature, maybe it's nurture. who knows. But for whatever reason has developed very feminized before even transitioning. And it's almost like a logical next step step right. in their life. And right. these are, they're attracted to men, they date men. And a lot of them are very like, they're like the harmless ones. They're like the Thai lady boys who like their entire right. existence is just to be pretty and talk to boys. Like that's right. their whole thing. But then you right. have AGPs, which is like, you know, those dudes on TikTok who are like, I'm gonna shoot a woman if she doesn't let me go in the bathroom. Like that's them. That right. Those are the crazy like perverted, like straight men who are trying to become trans women. And they are always the issue. So I, I actually like challenge everyone. You know, the next time you see another crazy trans headline, which you'll probably see it five minutes from now, whether it's trans, <laughs> whether it's trans women, and women in a women's prison rape someone, whether it's um, you know a groomer story, whether it's like a crazy person in the bathroom, ask yourself: Is that person attracted to men or women? And 100% of the time, 99% of the time, it will be these men who are attracted to women and that's the issue not trying to bash men but i'm bashing the men who want to become women so they can prey on women or you know do weird sexual stuff with women because sexuality has actually nothing to do with why i'm trans like like zero um and that's the difference
0: because you basically developed like because even at the beginning of your transition you were very effeminate you know what i mean like yeah, you know, so it. I see what you're saying. It would just be like the next logical step, you know. Um, it's not I mean, right for
1: everyone, but for me, it was.
0: Absolutely, I like I said, I've watched you forever. You are way happier now than you've ever been. It seems like. I mean, like
1: I am. Uh, it's, I really yeah,
0: am. yeah, yeah. You see, I mean, you you come across as very, like you're you're good in yourself. You're, you know you know who you are. Again, you. I mean, to the point where you even stood. Like it would have been very easy for you to just not even say anything, and you would have been probably like popularity would have grown just because you're trans at the time when even the, the president quote unquote is pushing the uh is pushing trans you know like so right. it could have been beneficial for you and instead you stood stood on your own that's a person that's happy like right. I've got a phrase like in the last three years I've gotten thousands of death threats probably and so much from standing up for the lockdowns and like that and I have mm-hmm. this phrase where I will stand by myself if I have to no matter what like I mean right. like I've I don't give a shit. If I know I'm right, I'm gonna fucking stand up for myself. Even if I have to stand alone, I don't give a shit, you know?
1: Absolutely, I'm not gonna give these people, I mean, I get it from every side. I get it everywhere. I get it very intensely. I have been doxxed every place I've lived since I've started this career. I, you know, interestingly, I never get hate like on the street, everyone's so nice on the street. No one's ever said anything rude to me in real life. However. Same thing. Yeah, however. I have to go to sleep at night with my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. I will in all likelihood die alone in the sense of like, everyone kind of dies alone. Even if they're married, it's like, they're probably in a bed and you know, what Everyone dies alone technically. I do not want you ever feel like I was a punk ass bitch who sacrificed my principles for bullies. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't negotiate with these crazy trannies who like would beat the f out of me if i was in a room with them because i'll swing back like i don't care um and i also am not ever going to stand for what they're doing to kids uh what's happening to kids and when i say they it is not actually just trans people a lot of transsexuals like me actually do not want kids transitioning it's the government it's the institutions. it's the media it's all the trannies infiltrating that aren't trans like i said it's you know white liberals who just have to pick up a cause because they're so cucked by their own white guilt that now they're like, I'm pro-trans and that means we're sterilizing kids. I will never stand for what they're doing with kids. My own experience with transition informs why I believe kids shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really is my main issue, is the kid thing, because I actually think it's, it's the devil. I mean, the devil's—I don't believe in the devil for real, for real. But it's—it's it's one of the most heinous things happening in society right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm—I've been an atheist since longer than you've been alive, and <laughs> um, uh, out as an atheist too. It was really fun to come out and you know come out as an atheist in South Carolina in the in the early 2000s, like. It was not, it
1: it was not fun, but I I remember um, the early 2000s, by the way, so I'm 29. So I'm a lot younger than you, but you know, I was a kid growing up in public school in the early 2000s. And so that's back when like, talk about the pendulum swing, things were actually very anti-gay, like you were saying earlier. And like, you know, like you said before, I've always had like a very innate, like femininity that was present in preschool. So I would getting called. I don't want to say too many words that'll get you kicked off uh, YouTube, but the anti-gay F- say, F- say whatever the fuck you want. All right. These this little, little uns- kids were calling me these little kids were calling me a faggot in preschool. And I was like, How do you even know that word? What is that word? You know what I mean? It's like so that and I endured a lot of bullying in school due to anti-gay stuff and you know, whatever. It wasn't even anti-trans because I was a kid, I was a little boy, but the you know, the anti homophobia. That's yeah. the word. Uh yeah, so you know. I, I remember the early two thousands, it was rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what you know, I this last couple of years, like I don't, I don't believe in like a higher power, but I definitely believe in evil because there, there's some evil shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Um, uh, before we get, uh, before we get back to what they're doing with kids, I wanted to ask you one thing. Like uh, the Thomas swimmer, uh, oh, the Leah Thomas person, yeah.
1: So they <laughs> say the last name.
0: <laughs> you 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 brought up how it's there's a lot of men that are trying to impose themselves on women. And I believe that's where most of the trans women in sports comes through. This, this dude openly says that he is attracted to women. We'll have like a rock. We'll have like a rock hard cock in the fucking, in the locker room and like exposing himself to these other women. He's like six, he's like, a, he's bigger than me. He's like six, three fucking outweighs me and shit like that. Like as a woman and like, and cause, cause you're not very, very tall person.
1: No, I'm five five on a good. Are day. Are you there? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think you Yeah, I'm five five on a good day. Who <laughs> can you a, hear me? A six foot two.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Like a six foot two muscular male, a six foot two muscular male is intimidating for a smaller person. You get a lot of women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just find it... I find it to be like predatorial. Like we have these guys wanting to go in locker rooms, wanting to go in bathrooms. It's if you if you don't look the part, it's very scary for women. Like, you know, my my wife is five foot tall. If a man were to walk in a restroom with her, it would because I'm I'm not there because I watch the restroom door when she goes in and I'd beat his fucking ass first. But uh, yeah, as I yeah, absolutely we need we need to start getting back to that in society. But like I find these people very much trying to it, like they're not trying to be women, they're trying to impose themselves upon women.
1: Yes. And can I tell you that uh, piggybacking on the whole like AGP versus HSTS, Mm -hmm. notice how none of the ones that are attracted to women put in the effort to look like women either. Is it because it's a sexual thing? Yes. Whereas I made efforts and an attempt to look like a woman so that I could blend in And not give women a reason to feel unsafe. Because here's the other thing. And I often say this. If you're going to transition to a woman. A lot of people say, okay, well, here's step one, step two, step three. You Google how to transition. They're like, all right, you start with hormones. And then you do this surgery. And Here's step zero. Respect women. You want to be a woman, you respect women. And because one thing about it. And again, no one's up here saying that I'm a woman. However, because I am perceived by one universally when I go into the world, I understand walking through the world and always, all the time, having to identify threats. And that's Mm -hmm. what women do every day. I was actually having a conversation um, with a guy the other day, and we were just talking about the difference um, in like walking through the world as a man and a woman. And he was like, um, "Yeah, I just kind of go through my day and whatever." And I'm like, "It's wild how different that is for me because every place I go, I'm like identifying like every man in the room. And this one's weird. This one's okay. This one's that. I'm like, all right. If I park here, then I can get to my you know car you know closer because the sun might be setting and all of these different things you take into account. And it's not about victimhood or women or victims because a lot of tough bitches who don't feel like they need to park close to the store because they can walk the whole parking lot, right? Um, If I'm carrying a gun that day, then I maybe won't park close to the door. But the the point is the way you walk through the world when you actually transition and then you live in that for a long time, you understand the way women live. And the last thing you would ever want to do if you're a decent person is be one of those threats that are identified, right? Mm -hmm. I would never want anyone to ever identify me as a threat because first of all, I'm just a nice person. I don't want to scare anyone. Um, but these 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 men who have the fetish, mm-hmm. they don't care about scaring women in the same way that a lot of straight dudes don't really care about scaring women when they're horny. It's right? Very true, yeah. Right? I mean, they- not a man basher, but a lot of men when they're like bricked up, it's like, they'll do a lot of things that maybe they, their moral compass would lead them a different way if they weren't horny. Whereas, you know, so these men who are living this fetish of being trans, they wake up in that, and they're in that every day, right? So mm-hmm. it's like everywhere they go, they're in that. Um, right. Whereas for me, it's like I'm just trying to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to do your thing. You know, I, what I what I find amazing about it is like it all it, it adventure it has gone so far. Like I just can't refer to like see some of the trans people, the people that are claiming trans right now. And in any way, think that they're in the same category as you, you know what I mean? And it's not because either. it's not, and it's, it's seriously not because of, uh, like the ex- external appearance, I because, you know, makeup filters, all that bullshit. Like, I mean, people can change their appearance at will nowadays, like wait till AI gets a fucking hold of shit. It's going to get crazy, but it's because of like the respect for women, the energy you have and stuff like that. And I just find it to be like egregious where I, I never got the impression from from you and many other trans people that I've spoken to that they wanted to like impress what, like how they wanted to be addressed or they, they wanted to impress upon everybody else that they have to do this. You just want to do it. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, if I have to explain to someone my pronouns, then clearly there's some responsibility on my end. I'm not meeting. Right. It's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's on you, which is why. Right. You know, another good example of why, you know, people say I should be on board with all these trans activists and they're the ones fighting for me and the right-wingers are fighting against me. The trans activists are the one that want you to enter every room and ask people their pronouns. I'm sorry, as a trans person who's transitioned, I find that insulting. If you're asking me my pronouns, I'm assuming you don't know what I am, which means I'm looking crazy or something, you know? but but, So I feel more comfortable in, uh, I live in Texas now, And my entire friend group is just, like, straight men, straight people, like, regular people, like, that don't have any um, proximity to, like, trans activism or leftism or whatever. Like, you know, I have a lot of right-wing friends. I feel so much more comfortable in a room with them than any, like, circle jerk, pro-trans, like, oh, my God, what are your pronouns? Oh, my God, I want to respect that for you. And it's, like, that's so antithetical to why I transitioned or transitioned to hang out with these motherfuckers who treat me like a person, not right. the group who treat me like a letter T in an acronym that they're adding to every other week. It's just different for me. I mean, I, and it's, it's not like a, cause when I say I'm different or I feel different, I actually, am not talking about looks either because I mean, I've met a lot of like kind of Busted trans bitches who <laughs> still give off like a feminine energy, and no right. one is messing with them. And even if they know that they're trans, people are like, "But they're just doing their thing." You know what I mean? Right. So it's not about looks. No one has to be a, an IG baddie. However, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is the ideology and the energy and the in the in the um, motivation for why you're trans, right?
0: I, I totally, I, I can, I can, I say, I say I can understand. I can't, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The, the, uh, the next name, Jeffrey Marsh. <laughs> yeah. So I would have a hard time, I would have a hard time not, not beating him down.
1: I skipped night. breakfast and I'm really glad because that definitely mm-hmm. would have.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Uh, I would have had, I would have a hard time not beating him down if I saw him. Like, I mean, like, and I, and I know the people can say what they want about me. Oh, that means you're violent. You're fucking A-right. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a generation X male who would die to protect children. So yeah. you're fucking A-right. Somebody that says, that, some somebody that is very clearly a predator. And mm-hmm. I don't understand, I do not understand how it's, we're, we're, we're avoiding calling him a predator. He's very clearly a predator. Yeah. Um, how much damage do you think that his support has done? Like, I, I see, I see, I see positive and negative. The Alphabet community pushing him so hard, I think, is what's going to get get it to the point where folks like you and I call them the old gays, uh, the old gays are going to kind of separate from these people. I mean, like, because like they're clearly a yeah. cultish type thing, and yeah. most people from the LGBT community originally just want to live your motherfucking lives, right? Um,
1: I got bills to pay. I got relationships to maintain. I got family problems. I got shit going the fuck on. And it's like, I don't have time for all that. So I'm actually making, um, I'll tell you first, my next video, or maybe my second to next video is actually going to be titled, I'm not transgender. And it's going to be about how trans people who are not part of this, let's just say Jeffrey Marsh, Dylan Mulvaney, Jessica Yaniv, trans prison, has six inmates pregnant in the prison energy, need to be taking back the word transsexual, because Mm -hmm. that denotes the actual medical diagnosis and reality of it. Um, So it's clear to me that transgender is an ideology, it is a cult, and it is a group of people that have a very specific way of thinking. And rather than fight this uphill battle of trying to reform an ideology I don't even claim, I think I'd rather just take back the word transsexual, because one thing about all these transgender people is you won't hear them ever claiming the word transsexual because they know in their heart they can't claim that they never say transsexual they always mm-hmm. anytime you see a, a twitter bio or anyone calling themselves a transsexual it's someone like a buck angel or a blair white or someone who mm-hmm. isn't that you know so i yeah. would rather call myself transsexual than transgender at this point i want to separate
0: how how do you think it's gotten so like it's it's obviously politically driven which is why i think the dylan mulvaney's and the jeffrey marshes are pushed what does that say about our government? You know, like, what is, what is, what, where does that leave us? Because, like, if we are literally at the point where we can have some very creepy, very seriously, like, he's, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Marsh is a very seriously disturbed predator of a human being. Absolutely. You know, like, I mean, and I'm, I, when I say I'm not joking, if he ever sees me, in, if he ever sees me in my, in my, if he ever comes
1: in my presence, he should leave. I think because, I threatened to, like, hit him as well. So you want to have a similar mindset? I think on my podcast I said something like, "I would like literally just swing on this person if I saw them. Or not, which well, would mean, not end up well for me, but whatever. I don't, and I don't care what people
0: people say about this. I'm I, the thing is, I'm not. I'm likely never going to be in the same room as him. But he's a predator. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I've got a very firm understanding that if we started actually executing pedophiles, that a lot of these motherfuckers would be able to sudden all of a sudden control their urges. You know, and right. Nice. Uh, you know, and I, Buffalo Bill, I, I called him Buffalo. I called Jeffrey Buffalo Bill and somebody just commented it
1: because
0: uh, he looks, he looks like Buffalo Bill.
1: Like it rubs the lotion on the basket. What the fuck? I mean, that's him. He's yeah. creepy as shit. And something that I've actually recently learned in last year from uh, a very close friend who kind of laid this out very nicely for me. And it gave me a really deep understanding of this issue, which is the issue of pedophilia and um, adults who have the sickness of being attracted to children. One thing I've learned about it is that, when it looks like that's what's going on, it kind of just is because Mm -hmm. I had someone come to me, a very close friend who lived their entire life until they were almost 30, Mm -hmm. having no knowledge that they were um, being molested by their father as a child. And it's because the memories were very much repressed and it's because the father had a very normal exterior. There was no outwardly creepy things happening. No one would have ever guessed. So that's actually how a lot of, that's how most of the time pedophilia works is that no one could guess it's happening in that home. Whereas right. we all we all know it happens in so many more homes. It's This is an issue that plagues just like an insane amount of people. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of taught me and that's what she told me, what she was like. So when I see these people like the Jeffrey Marshes or the groomers or the people that are addressing kids, it's like when It really looks like it, it just has to be that. Because for me, I was, and that's my friend. My friend said, Because for me, when I was getting molested, it looks nothing like it, and that's the case that everyone I've ever met. So that's how you know when they're that overt about it, it just is. So you mm-hmm. don't have to give them that, you know, um, that um, leeway to be like, Well, maybe he's just. You know it's just the ideology and mm, no if you're making a bunch of kids a bunch of videos addressing kids and you have um you're redirecting them to your patreon and your patreon has a post about sex and you're trying to teach kids that they're not boys and they're not girls and all this weird sexual shit for which for me again being trans is not sexual but for these men <laughs> it is so there is something sexual about you trying to have children confused about their gender and It's so far removed from like sanity and like morality, but I've questioned, is there something sexual about the people who fight for child sex changes? Is that sexual for them? Right. Is that, um, do they get off on the idea of kids' bodies being altered or mutilated or cut out? Like maybe it is. I don't know because my mind doesn't think like that, but you know, there's a lot of weird things people are into. So maybe it's a sexual thing. I don't know
0: the thing with transitioning kids is something i wanted to talk to you about cuz you had actually know a lot about the you know a lot more probably i do about the biology of this stuff but one of the things i read recently was that when they start giving uh, puberty blockers to uh, a young male early like even if they if they wanted to get the bottom surgery they couldn't because it normally ends results in micropenis yeah. you know what i mean like so then they have to use part of the colon. And I believe actually somebody just died uh, try, trying to have this surgery done where they, re- they used a, a resected portion of the colon, uh, which is what the fuck, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, so have you heard, like, can you like, yeah. the, the, tr- the treatment that, that, that you would go through, the hormones and stuff like that for a young child, like mm-hmm. how, would we, how did we even get here?
1: Right, you know? um, I began these medications as an adult And I am sterilized. I cannot have biological children. And that is a decision that I made because as an adult, I have that bodily autonomy. Um, I have not an omniscient foresight of what I want life to look like, but a hell of a lot better idea than a child. Um, I mean, any idea is better than a child's idea because a child has no idea. Uh, So you're absolutely correct. These drugs... um, And it's so crazy the, the amount of... Going back to when we first started and I was like, I had to sift through all these lies from the trans community. Many of those lies included what these medications, what these treatments and what these surgeries do and do not do, what the side effects are, what the benefits are, what the cons are. In fact, it's taboo to talk about any cons. And we all know, even with, you know, um, cancer treatments, which are literally life saving, there are a lot of cons to chemotherapy. Uh, so any treatment is going to have cons and the fact that it's taboo to talk about that in the trans world is a huge issue because yeah. the whole thing is built on informed consent, right? How, right? I'm getting the consent part, maybe even you're an adult, but I'm not quite getting the informed part if you are not informing me. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So as an adult, I'm sterilized. So of course, as a child, you take them, you are definitely sterilized. And, right. you know, yeah, you're the, to create a, surgical vagina neovagina. neo-vagina, I mean, it's, it's graphic, but the, 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 depth, the depth inside directly correlates to the length of your penis before you transition. So if you are on puberty blockers and you never go through puberty, which means those body parts never actually develop um, because that's when they develop, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can't, you can't make anything more than like a, a what, like a couple centimeters. Like, I don't remember how big my thing was. Right. 12, but whatever, you know, like, um, so yeah, and that's why, you know, the foundation of lies that so much of this is built on is, is just insane. And it's not fair to trans people either, because trans people are left to sift through those lies. And many people are not intelligent enough to sift through those lies. Many people are not, don't have the energy to sift through those lies. And so they just go through with these treatments and, oh yeah, here, just so you know, you have to dilate for the rest of your life. Cause you know that I actually learned that recently. I learned that, I thought that when you get a neo vagina that you dilate for like a year or two after, you will be dilating at 80. You will be dilating at 85. You do it for the rest of your life or it closes up because it's literally a wound. Um, Oh my God. So, and I didn't know that. I thought it was like just a few years. uh, And I thought maybe after that, that was, it was over. But that's also because a lot of trans people don't like talking about that. So I actually know someone who transitioned at twelve, and she's an adult now. She's my age, um, and she's a trans woman. And you know, she's she's happy because life is not black and white. There's going to be people that do it and are happy, people who aren't. Um, right. But she, she, she does. She's never orgasmed. Which well, then I question, like, how happy could you really be in life if you've never experienced like this basic? animal thing that we all get to experience. Um, and so it's, it's just like jazz Jennings, you know, is the poster child of all this. Right. And so you would think that the poster child they put up better be the perfect case. Right. Meanwhile, jazz Jennings has never orgasmed and likely never will be able to, um, because right away she was put on these drugs that attacked her reproductive system.
0: Oh, and I just, the, and you bring up, uh, uh, informed consent informed consent died like in 2020 like uh, so I mean it just it really did like like from the healthcare aspect of it not informing people about COVID not informing people about vaccines yeah. just tell people tell yeah. to take it so I think it was just another step like I, I think we're kind of in an age of medical tyranny yes. um, and yes. that's I mean when you think about when they start a child on puberty blockers like if you start your 10 year old on puberty blockers they are going to be taking medication for the rest of their life yes yes Period, you know, and just that alone has consequences to it, especially if you're taking it in pill form, then you have to worry about liver damage over a long period of time, such as those such a things. Mm -hmm. It it alters their life in many ways because they necessarily like like drinking alcohol can be an issue, so many other things, especially when your liver is being so taxed, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just find it to be uh super like super disingenuous, almost like uh the war is on children and women. And and the biggest problem I'm having with like with my gender is that most men are such super fucking pussies right now that they yeah. just kind of stay silent and they don't say shit. Like I was, I was amazed in the beginning of 2020 when like, cause I immediately was like, calm down people. This is a fucking cold. We can't destroy the country over that. And people came at me. Like, I mean like thousands yeah. of death threats and shit like that, where I'm just like, where, where are all you motherfuckers that want to be free and shit? Like, and the I mean, men I
1: know, the men that I knew at that time, were the most cucked to it. It was yes. like the women who were out here, like you know, getting in fist fights in the grocery store because they don't want to wear the mask or they don't want to get the vaccine yeah. and like standing up for you know. I don't necessarily support a lot of those crazy videos where they're in and they're like fighting Target employees. But still, at least they were not cucked to it, which was for whatever reason most men were like that. In fact, God, I could go on about the COVID stuff for like. Ever. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I remember I have this vivid memory. I lived in Hollywood at the time. And I think that there's a really strong disconnect between people who live in the middle of the country or in red states and people who during COVID lived in New York, LA, Portland, Atlanta, not Atlanta, actually. Atlanta was fine. Um, they don't really understand what happened in these big blue cities, which was mm-hmm. an absolute nightmare if you have any. Drop of like American blood in your in your veins, right? Like just insane I remember, you know getting into an elevator in my apartment building for which I never signed a lease that I have to wear a mask in my apartment building Right So I'm going in the elevator out of the garage to go up to my apartment and There's a man that beats me to the elevator He has on probably two masks maybe one but probably two a whole face shield He doesn't have an inch of skin showing Besides like maybe his eyes right here and I go to get in the elevator because I'm like, yeah, this is my elevator and I'm home and he immediately like screams, pushes me out of the elevator. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my boyfriend was like way far behind me, like around the corner. She can not even see it, but it was just like. Wow, you know these men for whatever reason during COVID were so cucked it that they'll literally put a hands on their hands on you know a woman, a woman. and they'll literally yeah. just don't even really care. And this this was a big guy, and I'm like I said I'm small. It's like what are you doing? You know, but but you're right about the medical tyranny. You're right about the death of informed consent, and you're right about there being a parallel between the trans stuff, the COVID stuff, and SSRIs. By the way, it is oh my some, goodness, yes. an insane reality that we live in that everyone. Everywhere you go is on a drug. Everyone, everywhere you go, on the road, everyone's on an SSRI, everyone. And people are I'm not saying you should be ashamed of it if you're someone who needs it. Um, because the same way that I think that there are rare instances where trans medical stuff can help, like me, there are rare instances in which SSRIs can help. They're there for a reason. However, the overprescription, the money-hungry companies, big pharma, like how every commercial that is like, you know, some woman like line dancing and she's like, I'm on Zunestra or whatever, probably not Zunestra, probably a sleep medication, but, you know, (laughs) side effects might kill yourself. And it's like, wait, this drug is supposed to make you not want to do that. (laughs) Like, So it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, the average liberal today is a drug dealer. You can't even talk to them without them talking about who's vaccinated, who's not puberty blockers, what SSRIs they're on. And it's like, I get that there's a bit of hypocrisy because I chose to be, you know, involved in this shit and have beyond these medications, but like I made that choice. I wasn't pressured into it. I wasn't forced into it. I don't try to push, push anyone it. else into it. But these libs, it's like they wanna get you with a the vaccine they want your they want your 13-year-olds quadruple vaccinated on puberty blockers and having a conversation about segments. Like that's yeah. their world. And it's like, I don't relate to that at all because even though for the trans stuff I've found that has helped me to take these drugs and whatever for the rest of my life, I don't even take an Excedrin. I don't take, I can't even list them. I don't know. I don't, I don't do pills besides the trans stuff because I'm capped off there. I'm like, I'm already on that. I don't want anything else.
0: That's And that's awesome. That's awesome and smart. That's another reason why you take good care of yourself. You obviously eat right and everything like that, but the, you know, one one thing I was even pointing out, like we were talking about medical tyranny. It's the, these treatments are expensive. Like, I mean, over a course of yeah. a long period of time. Right. But also it, you were talking about SSRIs mm-hmm. recently. They just, they just cleared it in, into my world where they just cleared it where 13 year olds can be put on, or 12 year olds can be put on smeglutide, which is a weight loss drug in Zempic. Right. And then, uh, yeah, <coughs> like they recently just said 12 year olds could be on it. Right. That's so dumb. Yeah, especially because like on the label it says like don't give like if you if you're dep- if you have depression you shouldn't be on it. Name me a three hundred pound person or especially a three hundred pound twelve year old that doesn't have depression. You know, like what the fuck? Like, or I mean, like it's-
1: twelve year old, by the way. I think we often have this like um, like false view that childhood is this like amazing experience, and we're like, oh, I miss when I was a kid. Childhood kind of sucks, and a lot of the times you're kind of going through it, and you're kind of depressed, especially as a thirteen year old. So. Wow, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I just don't think that they actually care about informed consent anymore. No. Like, at no, at no point in time ha- have they, and I just really feel, uh, at least in the last two decades, and I really feel that, like, that's just them saying, like, okay, how else can we make more money from these of people, from, from people, you know? So now they have people fat, because people are so fat. People, are, people it, are like
1: so fat, dude. I can't take it. <laughs> it's,
0: they're so, so fat. fat. Like... I, my, my wife and I just went to the beach for like, for the first time of the year. We, you know, normally I I try to stay on the sun a little bit, but during the summer I live in Florida, I'm going to go to a fucking beach. I'm gonna rock it. But, um, holy shit. Like it's like 70% of people are very fat and, and it's like they were fattening people up to then put them on a weight loss drug now. Like, so it's like it's this cycle that I think that like non-free thinkers don't fall into because the left and the right both fall into this like big time. They're both big corporate engines. It's just different teams of corporate engines that they follow. Right. So while I have, like, I have many ideas that are a little bit more towards uh, the center, even if not left. Uh, I also, because I'm a, I'm a big, like, leave me the fuck alone. I, you know, how you present is how I identify. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, like my thing is, if, if you're not infecting my, my, my personal liberty, I have no reason to dislike you. You know what I mean? Like I have, like and it takes energy to dislike people, right? But if you're not if you're not imposing on my on my personal liberty, or you're not saying dangerous shit or something like that, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You, know, do, you know, like whatever. Like I mean, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I actually love moving to Florida because it's so diverse with with everything yeah. from uh, you know different cultures to different sexualities. There's tri- I mean, every there's everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just find it kind of crazy where like. The right has this crazy ideal of like where it gets to like the religious right, and then the far left has become a cult in her own. But I was wondering from you like like nowadays on like especially online, who gives you more shit? I, I, by the way, I really, I, I as a follow up question, how did it feel to be labeled anti-trans to be put on an anti-trans database? I mean, I've been called that for years, so
1: that wasn't shocking. Um, but. How? Like fucking how though? It's, it's, it's such well, clown in a clown world. I am, right. In a way I am because I'm anti-trans oh. ideology and to them, that's all it is. To me, it's okay. something completely different. So if you want to call me anti-trans ideology, absolutely. Because yeah. anything I've done to my body or how I've lived my life has actually literally nothing to do with that. And it didn't, hasn't come into play one time. So I'm anti that I'm not anti-trans though. Uh, but, I want to make this point really quick before I forget because I'm so like ADD, but it's about the customer big pharma thing. What's a better customer base for any of these companies are selling psych meds and the white law stuff and the trans stuff. What's a better customer base, just trans people or everyone who thinks they're trans just overweight people who actually like, like maybe like have some crazy condition to where they can't or anyone who just doesn't want to work out. Every depressed person or everyone who just is having a bad day and wants to pop a pill. it's They broaden it, and that's the problem. But the problem with the transept is when you broaden it is you have kids losing their boobs and losing their penises, and it's you can't come back. So maybe even if you were on some psych med that messed you up in your teenage years, you could kind of fix life as you go through your adult years. But you're not fixing shit if you lost your dick, but – your question um who i get more who i get more, <laughs> I get more uh,
0: <laughs> you're, not fix, you're not fixing shit if you lost your dick that, that that's that's no. that's sage words to stick by it's, it's, right. it's very it's, you know, very
1: good uh, so who do i get more shit from um i would say it depends on the day i i go it's 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 weird because i get like days where people on the left side of social media are really talking about me And then I get days on the right side of social media where people are really talking about me. Like I did uh, this gun bikini picture, these selfies, and I posted those and those went viral. And like, that was a whole thing on the right and people were mad. But the difference is even when the right gets super hateful for which they absolutely do, and I'm under no illusion that like right wingers are the nice guys and left wingers are the bad guys. Like, no, life is not like that. But at least on the right, when there's hella shit going on and people are coming for me, there's a lot more of a nuanced conversation. There are people who disagree. There are people who are fighting with them. There are people who are like, no, but she's cool. You see people talking about me on the left. It's like, so how do we kill her? Yeah. <laughs> so how do we get to her house and kill her? Whereas on the right, it's like, we don't like trans. And then someone's like, yeah, but she's cool. At least there's a back and forth and they're not just like drone monster freaks. The left right. is her just like, we gonna kill her. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna kill her. That's fucking yeah. crazy.
0: I've, you know, my thing about it is too, like, there's such a, we were talking about the overlap. Why do you think there is such an overlap between like the fat acceptance community and, uh, the trans community and stuff like that? Like, why do you think there is such, such a huge overlap is because that they are mostly just followers or is there some, is, is there some messaging? Like, is it more of a grand plan that somebody is manipulating these, this group of people, or is it just like, we're going crazy as a society?
1: Well, I do think that there are forces that stand to gain from people constantly talking about trans shit. And that's a lot of different motivations for that. So, the first one is clicks. Nothing gets clicks like some trans shit right now. You put mm-hmm. Dylan Romani's name in anything, hi, you're getting clicks and you're impressing your boss for the week with whatever article you wrote on whatever mm-hmm. stupid website. The fat acceptance stuff, I find the parallel, because I talk a lot about the fat acceptance movement on my podcast, too, when I've done some main channel videos on it, is that I feel as though there's, first of all, there are groups that attract a lot of broken people. Um, so if you're you know massively overweight or even a little overweight, because even when I gain like five to seven pounds, for which my weight does just go up five to seven pounds, when I hit that four or five pound weight increase, I'm kind of like wow, like I am very depressed over that. You know, I got to get myself together for a minute. So I can't imagine being hundreds of pounds overweight in some cases. And I think that um, a lot of people want to attain victim status in both of those communities. Give that card out. The second you walk in, that's the first thing you get. You get a little, yeah. I'm a victim badge. And, um, you know, I on a psychological level, I actually understand the desire to be a victim because – Life's kind of easier in a lot of ways when you are, right? You don't have to take mm-hmm. responsibility for your shit. You ain't got to pay your bills. You, ain't, right. you don't have to ever question if the problem is you because it's always someone else. And oh. frankly, that's an easier way to live. And that's how the only way I can relate to that is like, you know, when I was a teenager because that's the mentality a lot of teenagers have is you know, you know, the world is wrong and I'm right, right? And you learn mm-hmm. as you go through life. So it's like a lot of these people are just very like stunted mentally. And they're stuck mm-hmm. in that mindset of like, I don't ever want to address what's going on with me because it may be so ugly or so painful, or maybe I just think it's so ugly and so painful. Maybe if I actually addressed it, I would get over it quick. Right. I'd rather put the blame on other people. So if you want to, if you don't want to date me, cause you're fat, you're fat phobic and you're hateful. It can't possibly be because you're an animal who's hardwired to be attracted to health and um, the ability to care for offspring. Right. It can't be that. It has to be, you hate me. If you're, mm-hmm. If you don't want to date a trans person, you can't possibly because that's just not what you're into sexually. Or maybe you want to have kids. Maybe I've even met some men who are like, I can't lie. I'm like very into trans women sexually, but I also want kids. So we can't actually like have a romantic relationship. That's a thing too. So imagine if I sat here and was like, you know, and that's, that can sting, right? It's like, that's, yeah. that can sting the person who's receiving that. And it's so much of an easier animalistic reaction to be like, that's the asshole, and I'm the victim. And how dare you right. do that to me when you could just pick your stupid ass up and be like, "But that's not everyone." There's plenty of other people. Same with like you know, the fatties. It's like, fatties, and it, I don't I don't like to be mean to them, but at the same time, it's like being nice to them sure doesn't help either. So
0: that's oh yeah. my god, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I have said this for so long. Show me the evidence that being super nice to people about being morbidly obese has helped us get healthier. Right. You know, I, specifically, I
1: get that specifically about being morbidly obese. I like that you said that because that's to the point. It's not about being mean to them when you see them in Starbucks. It's not about walking around and being like, Oh, you fat fuck. You see a stranger. It's about people in your life that you know, that you care about, that you don't want to see suffer.
0: Exactly. And you're,
1: if, if you're to be nice about that, that's an issue. Yes. The same way that like, if I, this is another, we get to yin yang between the trans and the fats. Trans, the, trans fat, right. A big lie about transition and trans stuff is that transition works for everyone who feels they want to do it and is right for everyone. I'm sorry, if you right now came out to me on camera and said, the reason I had you on Blair was because I wanted to talk to you about how I want to start transitioning next week. How did you guess? <laughs> Let's just say you really did have gender dysphoria and you really were having like a real moment with me and you really came out and that's what you really wanted to do. I would be a bad person to sit here and tell you, oh my God, you should totally transition because you'll totally come out looking like a woman. Right. <laughs> that it's- would be horrible. It would make your problem way worse. So if you're going to tell your fat cousin or your fat boyfriend, yeah, you don't need to diet, you don't need to work out, you're an asshole.
0: You're cruel. You're absolutely cruel like this this past weekend there was like a 500 pound woman that i posted who she was calling herself attractive and i said uh and people lost their shit right uh but it's not like i mean 500 pounds is just not like the, when you can't effectively like take care of your own self-hygiene you know that's not attractive and, and like people yeah. people should not be shamed for saying i have like it, and don't get me wrong. You can't shame me for anything. I'm not ashamed of. I'm a big believer in that. Like, and I'll, I, I say stuff with my full voice, just like you do. Like, it's not attractive. If you can't wipe yourself well, I, people, sh- nobody should find you attractive. And if they do, they're kind of gross too. You know what I mean? Like,
1: and I just find and a it lot to be- of people who are into really fat people like that have um, psychological issues themselves. And I know this because I've actually met some. Um, yeah. I had a friend in LA, and like. One day he was like kind of (laughs) drunk and he was like, I have something to tell you. I was like, okay, usually when guys are drunk around me and they say they have something to tell me, it's (laughs) never good. Yeah. Whoa. You good? Yeah. Okay. Um, So he told me, he's like, I'm really into like fat people, men and women. And I'm like, explain. (laughs) and he's like I'm into them sexually and I'm into feeding them and I have like a whole like thing about them and I'm like far be it for me to judge but why do you think that is like I asked him I was like why do you think that is and he was like well, you know, I had a really abusive mother who would force me on these like crazy diets that weren't healthy and she would always call me fat even when I was like real thin and she wanted me to be like this like skinny person and was really bad about eating and disordered herself on the other end of the spectrum. And I'm like, so you realize that's probably why for whatever reason, I'm not gonna put all the links together, but there's a link there. right? So a lot of the times that is the case.
0: Yeah, the 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 people that enable morbidly obese people are not helping them. Like, yeah. I mean, just really, really, really not. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, I, mean, I, I have a whole wrote a whole book about how it can be harder for some people than other people to lose weight. But that's why you try to work at it. And any condition somebody has is not, you know, it's not something, it's not the excuse. It's the reason to work harder. But I just mm-hmm. don't find, I, I think it's, you know, a telltale sign of what you were just talking about too. Like, you've obviously worked extremely hard in your transition. And then there's somebody who can just start saying day one of being a girl, not even a woman. That's what fucking bothers me so much about that shit. Yeah. want to be a girl? A... Okay. They yeah. want to be in a girl and like, there's no work involved. And don't be wrong. They had, they had a, a the, the, I think Dylan had the facial surgery. Although I can't, I can't see the difference too much.
1: And w- still with the five o'clock shadow.
0: It's just That's what kills crazy. me.
1: That's what kills me because laser is like, 300 bucks and you can probably find it cheaper. Um, but you're right. And, you know, it's just, it's. The, I actually see it the same as like, okay, I put all this work into my transition. I feel the same when I see some people who are like struggling and morbidly obese and they're like, but I don't wanna go to the gym. I'm like, don't we wanna be happy? And like, yeah. like I don't, I mean- that. it doesn't connect with me because again, I've worked so hard for that. And also, Another point you made about how, of course, it is obviously for some people harder and easier to lose weight and everyone's body is different. I learned that when I transitioned, actually. So many crossover between these two. But I learned yeah. that because when my predominant hormone was testosterone, I was so thin. And I was like, my metabolism was super fast and I would eat junk food and I would have like a four pack. Like I yeah. was never jacked, but I was very real thin, very small. Mm-hmm. Um the minute I went on estrogen, I started holding weight. I got a whole second layer of fat I, and I started gaining weight very easily. And to this day, I gain weight very easily. So because of that, I'm in the gym every day. That means mm-hmm. seven days a week. Um, I am not as part with my diet as I should be, but I am so much more conscious of it before because, yeah, you take in the factors of your life into account with being healthy. And that's just what you should do. And that's what everyone should do
0: that is outstanding uh, that in that and like the like again you are who the trans community should have used as the actual ideal like guide and i just i you are i mean the thing is you you've done the work like it's so crazy to me how they like kind of like pushed people like you out almost like where they're like if you're not 100% for us we fucking hate you type shit i've never I, it's been a very weird thing and it does with another thing of overlap Have you ever seen a morbidly obese woman that's in the fat acceptance community all of a sudden start losing weight and see how she gets treated? They like,
1: yeah, they try to
0: cancel, cancel their entire existence.
1: So they become the, they become the Blair whites of the fat community for sure. Yeah, (laughs) like, and I've seen that. I think you and I both did a video on, um, one of the like main influencers who like came out and was like, I regret this. It's like, everyone's ignoring health and this is really bad. And she got dragged and. Yeah. It, but, but again, that goes back to that mentality of it's so much easier to fight the world than to fight yourself. People don't want to look within. People don't want to accept that they might be the problem. I could have just, like when I noticed that I was gaining weight from estrogen, that's another reason I, or another form of empathy I uh, garnered for women, by the way. I was like, damn, maybe it really is harder for women to lose weight because I'm eating the exact same, and I am gaining 20 pounds in a month. That's crazy. But so I could have just been like, the world has to accept me as a fat tranny. I could. It would have been so much easier to have that mentality, than like, yeah, whatever. I'm gaining weight, but like, if anyone has a problem with that, that's their problem. Right. No, no, no. I'm not going to just be ugly and fat. It's like I'm going to take care of myself. But a lot of people also don't love themselves. These communities are both full of a lot of people who do not love themselves, and so asking them to get it together for the trans stuff or the fat stuff, it's just not going to happen because I, and I relate to that. It's like, we all go through things. It's like, you know, every once in a while I'll go through like a little like mood or whatever, and I'll be sad in bed for a day. Everyone does. And on that day, I won't go to the gym and I will eat like shit and I will feel bad for myself. For whatever reason, I have the ability to always limit that to a day, two days during a crisis, a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people don't have that ability to, um, Get out of that, and right. I know that they don't have the desire to go to the gym because I sure as hell don't want to go to the gym when I'm sad. Uh, yeah. But you have to. You have to. Yeah,
0: it needs to be habitual. Like that's that's one of the things we talk about all the time. It's like habitual daily activity. Like with the thing yeah. you like to do the most, fucking do that shit. Well, Blair, we're a little over an hour. I would love to have you back on again sometime soon. We could. For talk sure,
1: about- this was so fun. I feel like we're uh,
0: very like similar. Like obviously, yes. like,
1: exterior is yeah. very different. Yeah. Whatever is very different, but like we're
0: very similar. <laughs> very, very similar. And if you ever need anything from me, I'm, I'll be I'll be messaging you to thank you. But I, just for the record, I always try to say if you ever need anything from me, let me know and I'll be there.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Likewise. Nice talking. Right. to
0: you. Hey, everybody, go follow Blair uh, at the Blair White Project and just Miss Blair White. Uh, she, her, follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter is fucking hilarious. It makes <laughs> me laugh almost every every post makes me laugh. Uh and I really wanted to, I just can't thank you enough. This has been very, very fun for me because like I said, you were one of, I always thought like I would love to interview her sometime. And when when you said like when you sent me the message, like, let's do it, I was like, Holy shit, I had to ch- yes. I checked like four times to make sure you weren't uh weren't a fake account and like all sorts of shit. So awesome.
1: thank you I'm so, so glad you're And please and tell your too. wife I've been hired.
0: I will and uh next time she'll be with us. She had to do some okay. consultations uh, for clients. But cool. thank you so much right. and we will talk soon. Bye. Nice talking. Have a good day.